and welcome to another episode of the Energy Talk Podcast. My name is Lubumi Alajide and thank you so much for joining us again. I'm so excited. This is our second episode in about four days and today we're talking about something very interesting that has a large part to play in the energy transition. So we're talking about energy efficiency. It's not something that is as talked about as the other things I like renewable energy but it's something that can make drastic changes to the way uh, we save energy and the way energy does more for us and also saving money. So today we're going to be having our resident uh, expert on all things renewable energy, uh, Jennifer Anya leading this conversation. So I really hope you enjoy this and you learn just as much as I did from this. So let's jump right into the conversation now. Welcome to the Energy Talk, a podcast series where we chat with industry experts on all things energy and global sustainability. On today's episode of the Energy Talk, we'll be discussing a topic I have been wanting to know more about for the longest, and I am very certain that you guys will also be amazed at how it relates to industrial processes and also your quotidian living routine. So on today's episode, we will be talking about energy efficiency and, and, and energy management. And discussing with me is the MD and CEO of Stratagem Energy Management Company. It's a leading energy company in Nigeria, that is in Sub-Saharan Africa. So before he took on the task, he was formerly the energy manager of Coca-Cola and the first to be awarded the Energy Manager of the Year Sub-Saharan Region by the, by the Association of Energy Engineers. So I can go on and on and on to put his own horn, but it will mean no interview. So I'll just stop here and allow him to introduce himself. So welcome, Mr. IODG. Hello, Jennifer, and good evening. Yeah, so can you do us a little bit of introduction on yourself? I start from what I've said so far. Okay, sure I can. Thank you for the for the this the little intro. Uh, Strategem Energy Management is a company that believes in energy efficiency. Uh, most of the 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 hype in town now is more about renewable energy, but what we believe more in is energy efficiency. The 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 process or a system whereby. A, 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 an organization, an individual, a business, a home, a small business takes a decision and say, we want to reduce our energy use. We want to reduce the cost of energy consumption. We want to reduce the quantity of energy we use and we'll deliver more volume, more output, more results with less energy. And of course, the most important thing about energy efficiency is not to uh, compromise comfort levels. So you must understand what so what that means. It's not about making people uncomfortable. So we we are a company where we focus on this more than we focus on other things, and um, we try to. We also do a lot of um, uh, trainings because we capacity needs to be developed in the sector. Uh, we need to do a lot of trainings. Of course, a lot of certification is done locally with, with our, by our company. And we also do, we also encourage people to get certified by the number one energy efficiency organization in the world, which is the Association of Energy Engineers, which encourages certification, professionalism of the industry. Of course, uh, myself, 
I'm somebody who has fallen in love with energy efficiency. I was the energy manager for Coca-Cola in Nigeria. That's the Nigerian bottling company, a member of the Coca-Cola Learning Bottling Company uh, group in um, Europe and Nigeria, 28 countries in Europe and Nigeria. And because of the drive in Europe and our company being a strong, it, it, an industry leader, the, the, the desire to make sure all our plants comply or conform with all climate change um, agreements with sustainability, um, energy use reduction. And in, the, in, in 10 years or 11 years of running that, um, that function for the company, you could see the drastic changes that took place. Um, and that was a that was a result. That was a goal that we set. That was a goal that we set uh, for the organization, which was to reduce energy by forty percent, energy use by forty percent, with the baseline of um, our energy use as a twenty ten. The plan was to reduce that forty percent by twenty twenty. We reduced forty percent by twenty eighteen, stroke early twenty nineteen. So you could see the, the, the intensity, the management commitment to that. So that's the background, a lover of energy efficiency, a lover of cost savings, helping industries to achieve their, 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 their energy goals as well as their business goals. Because when you save energy, the money goes directly to your bottom line. You are reducing your cost of doing business and your business remains more competitive in the market. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, so the topic is energy efficiency and energy management. So I before so before before I go further, I'd want to clarify energy efficiency, energy management, are these two words the same or how do they differ from each other? No, they are not the same. In layman's um in layman's explanation, energy efficiency is the action. While okay. energy management is like the policy, the business side of energy, the, the, the management side, the documentation side, the policy side, the audit side, like you. So energy efficiency is more of the engineering, the action side where you come, or the science side where you come into um, a system. For example, let's look at the, the AC or like the, the AC in a room. The, 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 the engineers come and say, how can we make this unit deliver more energy, more cooling with less energy? The energy management side comes and say, what is the cost of energy in this building? What is the impact of energy to the environment? You understand? So that's what layman. So they, they are all like in a big umbrella of sustainability you understand but in terms of energy management i would classify it as the management side of energy the documentation side of energy the policy side of energy while energy efficiency is the action itself the engineering itself the the tweaking of things the optimization of um, processes the optimization of uh, Equipment. So that's that's the way I would I will explain that in the, to help people easily understand. Yeah, that is actually a big clarification. So energy efficiency looks at what you have to do to get it done, while management looks at the overall 
policy making and how it gets to like affect the whole system in general. So let me take it back to the beginning of the whole thing right now. And let's, I'm sorry for our audience that's probably not African oriented. So in Africa, almost, yeah, most of Saharan regions, we have these bulbs that are like the yellow bulbs, we call them 60 watt bulbs and all that. So relating that to energy efficiency right now. So I'm trying to do like a build up on what energy efficiency is, open it up from the layman's understanding. So from that right now, because I mean, using light bulbs, people don't really understand what it means to be energy efficient. So having you give like a, like an introduction really, I mean, aside from what you've said so far, we know that there are certain things that we do, even as humans. I mean, I might be in the house and then leave my bulbs on. I might be in the house and leave my AC on. I mean, there are specific things that you might not necessarily see them as worth it but as tiny as they are they definitely do eat up to what we consume on a daily basis of what our energy really is so starting from say our light bulbs to our thermostat and stuff like that yes okay so let me that's a good question jennifer let me try and ensure i captured what you're trying to say so energy efficiency with a light bulb let me make a very a statement I've fallen in love with that I, I make the statement at every opportunity I have to talk to a wider audience. What you cannot measure, you cannot manage. I repeat it. What you cannot measure, you cannot manage. So let's look at the light bulb. I like the fact that you mentioned 60 watt bulbs. Those are the incandescent bulbs. But there's something that is called light intensity light um the the, the the ability for us to have more from this bulb with less energy so if you look at led lights and this same old fluorescent cfls or incandescent lighting tubes or bulbs you will notice that they consume more energy but the illumination they give is smaller so the watts per the the lumens per watt is smaller so i have a 60 watt bulb but maybe my lumens per watt is um 100 but i have an a 10 watt led bulb 18 watt led bulb that gives me lumens per watt of maybe 2000 or 500 lumens per watt so this is the way you look at energy efficiency so in trying to retrofit the lights, we are saying we would put an LED. It would, it, it, apart from the fact that the LED is giving us more illumination, more brightness with less energy, its, its cost, its lifespan is also better. You have LEDs that can do 50,000 hours. Meanwhile, the older bulbs and all those lighting units may not even do up to 30,000 or 20,000 hours. So this is like the engineering of energy uh, for energy efficiency. If we now go to energy management, energy management now talks about more about behavior, attitude. Do you switch off? Do you... So even with the old bulbs that you have, you can still en engage energy management because you can put a policy in place that when you are leaving the room, Please ensure you switch off um, and things like that. But the energy efficiency itself is the engineering side, which looks at the, the bulb and say, how can we get more light? 
with less energy. Yeah, you actually did touch upon that. But my question right now, you talked about the LEDs and incandescent. So for a wider audience that might not necessarily understand what you're talking about, so how do you differentiate between an LED and an incandescent bulb? Oh, the, the, the LEDs um, light emitting out. Of course, even in America, uh, I saw recently where I saw on the news where the president of the United States of America or somebody in the cabinet was saying that they are now allowing people to use their old bulbs. You understand, as against the LED, because I think during the Obama era, he, he, there was there was a policy that encouraged people to to go more for the LED bulbs because of these advantages that I've mentioned, because of the science, the engineering behind it. So for the other types of bulbs, they consume more. They even give heat, you understand? They dissipate heat in the environment. So that's the way, um, I, I hope I was able to touch on your question. But of course, when you go to the market, when, when people go and try to buy a bulb, um, it, it's there, you would see the, the the, the, it's, it, you can identify it from the market because it's written boldly on it. It's a light emitting diode, is LED. Of course, for, for audience in Europe, for audience in developed countries, this is not, um, this is something I believe they are familiar with. For in the developing world, the, the news, the, the, the push for LED is also growing. There was a time the last president of Nigeria, um, President Gulag Jonathan, gave the, the country was giving out the, 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 from the point of importation or production. They started discouraging the production or importation of the incandescent bulbs and started encouraging people to embrace um, energy efficiency bulbs. So this is already becoming a worldwide phenomenon from my understanding. All right, good. Um, definitely. So I'm definitely sure that with this, when this goes out, definitely our audience will be able to understand and I would hope, I want to believe that we get to make a shift because at the end of the day, I think that this thing, it, it really is transparent, if I'm to use that word, because when you get to see how much you get to consume and you switch to a much more safer, rather to a much more cheaper and much more long-lasting way, it tends to reduce your payment at the end of, if you're that observant of how much you get to pay. Because I, for one, have actually experienced such. So, I mean, if you get to do the same thing, I mean, just test it out for a period of maybe say a month or two using different types of bulb in your house and then get to see what they all line up to. So, so moving from that to like an industrial setup right now. So, I, I'm pretty sure say for Coca-Cola at this point, there are lots of processes that get to go in. I'm not sure what they really are, but I mean, these are coal-fired plants, whatever they're doing. How do how does energy efficiency get to relate to that in terms of say safety? Does does it even relate to safety at that point? Uh, energy efficiency uh, sure relates to to safety. Uh, for, for let me let me let me let me start from the point of cost. For example, if we can reduce the cost we spend on energy. It gives us ability to have more funds to spend on safety because, of course, we know safety is not expensive, but safety is something that we must spend money on. So from the point of cost, it gives organization opportunity to be more robust, to have financial autonomy, to have um, flexibility in funds for the organization to be able to spend on 
on safety or other areas of the organization. Uh, energy efficiency also for, for for let's go back to the light bulb. Energy efficiency also impacts safety in that regard. My old bulb, my old incandescent bulb, does not give me the light, the right illumination in the room. So it can affect if, if it's a classroom, if it's a workshop, if the right amount of light is not introduced, if the right amount of illumination is not introduced. And even if it is introduced with the same incandescent bulb, there is so much heat that is generated in that space. It means we need more cooling to be able to take out the heat from that same space. But when we use the right light up, the right bulbs, like the LED bulbs, like energy saving bulbs, you will discover that it gives the, the kind of ambience in the room, the illumination is right, activity, the, the room that, that, that was um, a report I got because my, com, my stratagem is a partner of um, a group in Turkey that deals with um, uh, daylighting tubes. And so we were looking at the benefits of daylighting tubes. And one of the benefits is the fact that if for a classroom or for hospitals, it makes people more active. It makes people more, more, the, 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 the students can see clearly. It brings illumination into the room. It brings liveliness into the room. So I believe energy efficiency has impact on safety. If we go to the industrial, apart from the cost for the industrial um, environment, some of the technologies that are coming up based on cut on the reduction in energy for equipment also has impact on the model of those equipment because those equipment are more safer to operate they use less energy they deliver more outputs for the organization to use well that's quite fantastic so i mean taking that right now i mean we've looked at energy efficiency in the household energy efficiency also in industrial processes. Now bringing it on a larger scale to both the national grid and alternative power sources. My question is, how do you release energy efficiency now to the national grid? Is there like some sort of way it's going to sink in? Is it in place or, okay, let's just break it down first. How do you see energy efficiency today in the national grid? I mean, this might even be as far as going beyond just the Nigerian way. It might also be towards other African societies or, or other developed societies. So how do you imbibe energy efficiency in their grid? Okay, thank you, Jennifer. Um, the Association of Energy Engineers, of which I'm the president of the Nigerian chapter, started in the U.S. when they had the, the great energy crisis, I think in 1975 or 1979, to be precise. And it was a national call in the US, in the United States of America, a national call to embrace energy efficiency. The, comp the country developed policies that made sure a new energy efficient equipment are introduced, audits are carried out, um, people embrace the energy efficiency because it was something that had to affect a, a whole country. And America is a leading light when it comes to this. When you come to Europe, Europe is also fantastic when it comes to things like this. Um, not just 
for example, in Germany, I think every November or December, there is this audit that almost all organizations in the Federal Republic of Germany conduct energy audits because it has to be part of their annual reports in January. So it, this helps because in in some countries, you the companies may not be connected to the national grid, but in countries that have most of the con of their of the organizations or companies connected to the national grid, this has impact. Impact in terms of capacity. For example, the way power plants are managed in this country, you can't just continue to add up load because it means maybe in that environment, in that industrial park, if I can use this word, maybe a big company there, you are the biggest company there and your capacity is, let's say, 2,000 megawatts in stored capacity. And the smallest, the next company to you is 500 kilowatts or one megawatt. It means the power plant for that industrial park needs to be sized because of you to be able to accommodate your capacity. But that's why some of these countries introduce what we call capacity charge or uh, we, we no longer pay this charge in Nigeria. But this charge is introduced to reduce your, your capacity, to cap it so that you don't impact the power plants. They don't need to keep adding or expanding the power plants because of just your own uh, company. So you will see that a lot of companies, are, a lot of countries are embracing energy efficiency, not only from the point of climate change or sustainability, but also from the point of cost. Because if you notice, uh, due to big organizations, the way China is growing, the way the United States of America is growing, most products come from these countries. And it is also because of the economies of scale. They've been able to reduce cost of production and energy is uh, between 20 to 40% of manufacturing cost. So if this is not reduced or if this is not tamed, even in these developed countries, their product, the products will be churning out to be high. It will be the cost to be high and it will be difficult for people to really embrace or buy some of those products. So I believe in terms of the national grid, energy efficiency has both sustainability impact as well as economic impact. And that's why most of these developed countries are, embr are embracing it. So do you then see demand-side management in that? Yes, that's, that's, that's done a lot in these developed countries. Demand-side management is embraced and this is done very effectively in these countries. In Nigeria? Uh, Nigeria, <clears throat> due to the challenges we have with the national grid, um, most companies are self-generating. You have a lot of independent power plants and organizations. Um, in some instances where um, some of these com companies have to depend on the national grid, the new discos are embracing the demand side management. I even learned some of the departments, they have departments in some of these discos that do this a lot. Yeah, because, I mean, let me, okay, for, for clarification, so demand side management is more like an incentive where they get to improve your power consuming efficiency. So for example, where I stay, I live, I currently live in Cyprus. So if you, there's, 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 a, there's a specific level to which you use power, and you get some sort of Incentive. discount, yes, on your, you don't get to pay the exact amount of money that you're using. So there's a cutback for you. So my question was, was that related to like, is that 
in in line with energy efficiency and definitely you answered that but then that is not being done in nigeria I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, but then I would want to believe it's probably happening in other countries. I yeah. want to believe that. It's happening in the United States of America. I'm very sure of that because I've I've done two, three, four courses there, which have um, enabled me to have some deeper understanding of how the energy market works there. So there, there is incentive, and I'm sure the, I've I've also interacted with a lot of people from Germany where I know that a lot of this is um, introduced. Even uh, some of them produce renewable energy and then they can also introduce that to the national grid and then you get a payback. Maybe when you are not producing from your own asset, you can also get from the national grid. So there's, there are some incentives here and there. I also know that in, in, in California, there is tax break for for people when it comes to energy efficiency or the embrace of renewable energy so good meanwhile speaking of costs we've talked i've heard you mention cost and cost and cost i mean trying to see if i can get something out of you what's the highest you've you've had to like you've won back for clients in terms of how you've measured the efficiency and they managed their whole system so how like for example, like how much have you been able to like get back off of that? For, I mean, relieve off the shoulders of one of your clients. Let me let me give you an example. There was a company that the profit they made in a particular year was from energy savings for that company, which was about five hundred million naira, which is about um, one point two million euros. So. The MD of that company gave us some form of incentives. It gave us a reward for that. You understand? And he was he was quite honest to, to be able to tell us. Some people would not tell you, which is one of the challenges we face in the industry. A lot of people do not want to, to accept that whatever you have done has an impact on their bottom line. But this managing director was able to agree, was able to accept the impact of this um, savings and it was about 500 million naira which is about 1.1 or 1.2 million euros that's a lot wow yeah, quite a lot yeah, quite a lot <laughs> that's just so much money i've been some that's been more that's been bigger than that too and i've also interacted with people who have done more in terms of energy efficiency or energy savings for their organization wow Pretty cool. So, I mean, let me take this, let me level this down a little bit. So what are like some of the worst methods or myths you've heard about energy efficiency or maybe you're passing by and you heard somebody say, oh, don't do this. It doesn't impact that much and stuff. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I think you should know better and stuff. Uh, yeah. For the, for this part of the world where I live, uh, the, 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 the what people believe in is um, when you 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 have when your, your your house or your company is connected to the generator, yeah, then you can connect anything, as in you don't need to worry. The same way they use water. When you see people use water in this part of the world, and they're like, stop wasting water. I say, ah, sir, well, the water is coming from the well, as in water is plenty. So people think energy is also plenty. They don't... When you start talking about saving it, they are looking at you like, save what? The energy is there, the generator is running, there are power, or the national grid is there, there is water in the dam, the hydro station is working. So that's something that really, it's shocking anytime I, I, I hear people say that. And 
of course, like I said earlier, which is also part of the capacity development. So you need to now do a lot of training, a lot of talking, a lot of um, sharing ideas, sharing um, best practices with them. And of course, when people start seeing it, you see this, you see them embrace it themselves. You see them get into it and now they become a part of that process. And that's actually the fun of doing this. Mm, pretty cool. So what would you say then, what kind of policies would you prefer or would you say, should, or would you, I mean, support to be enacted in place to support energy efficiency? Measurements. We need to measure everything. Okay, so let's look at this part of the country where I live. The, the discourse, the, 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 the Nigerian Electricity Regulatory Commission, NERC, is increasing the cost of electricity per kilowatt hour, the unit cost, later this year, I think from April. The question I'm asking everybody is, why is it not, why is there no target to also ensure everybody is metered? So let me take it through up, let me, let, let me take it through the value chain. The guys that provide gas to the generating companies, to the generation company, the power generation companies, they don't send this gas to them without a meter. So, so also the power generation companies don't get gas from them without confirming it via a meter. It's not just sent to them. They don't, they don't send them every month a, an estimated bill of the gas they've used. The power generation company don't sell their power to the transmission company without a meter. The transmission companies don't sell their power to the discos without a meter, the distribution company. So it is only when it gets to the end users, to the users, to the to the to the to the consumers rather, that we now start having this argument about meters. I believe immediately a meter is introduced into any apartment. Everyone sits up. Let's, let's go back again to what is common in this part of the world. You, everyone who lives in an estate or in the streets in Nigeria has a house they used to indicate or to confirm when the national grid is supplied. If you are coming back from work and you look at that house and you see the security bulb or the perimeter light switched on, because they never switch it off. Immediately you see that it is illuminated. You say, wow, we have power from the grid. But immediately the estate or that area is metered. Everybody sits up. So technically, any, when we measure, it helps us to even appreciate the quantity that we have consumed. You understand? It helps, I, I spoke to a plant manager of a multinational yesterday, we had a meeting with her. And it was shocking. I was so excited. I told her this is a good story she should share because she's about to anchor a program on energy in her company. She said she gave her house assistant a document to go to the meter in the morning, the prepared meter in their house, to take the reading in the morning and take the reading in the evening. The, the house assistant is not educated she's semi-literate okay she does this and she started even educating her boss that these are the equipment in the house that consume more energy than the other can you imagine <laughs> so just she just gave her a paper and a pen and the lady goes to eat 8 a.m in the morning and in the evening and when she, the the, the girl comes the madam comes in the evening she asks how many energy have you guys used today 
that cannot be possible if the meter was not there because everybody everything will be shrouded in mystery they'll be like madam we don't know we don't know let me give you another example this is a personal one years back when i was working and living in enugu a state in southeastern nigeria i the disco had issues with us recharging our meters so i had only four units of electricity left on my meter i was able to manage this for one week please don't ask me how <laughs> are you kidding but, <laughs> i have to ask you how <laughs> i was not married then i was living alone so but when i when i'm leaving home in the morning i power down everything and i go to work when i come back in the evening i power it up again i use it for the time i need it and then i switch off and sleep of course the period was not the weather was kind it was not so hot but like i said in the beginning energy efficiency is not about discomfort it's about achieving the same or even more energy use and the same output with less energy use so this this the scenario of my stay in enugu is different but i, I really appreciated the story of the lady i met yesterday and the fact that even somebody who is not literate, he, he was able to appreciate energy efficiency. And what empowered her to be able to do what she was able to do or to understand what she, the, the way she acted was because there is a meter. There is a meter. So if any policy is going to be enacted, it's about measurements and how every organization appreciates energy that they consume to produce a ton, a kg, a unit of what they produce. You understand? Like, if you look at your flight tickets now, you see that airlines now measure the, the CO2 they emit, the energy they consume, you understand, by carrying you with your cargo. So this this brings everybody to the same form of consciousness. Because I think that at the end of the day, right, there's even, aside from measurement, there's always this belief that, oh, it's not my own, I don't care about it. Um, it's not mine. Okay, I'm not going to pay for it. I don't bother. I'm like, okay. But still, how does it sit in your heart when you know that you're just wasting certain things? But then I would love to believe that, I mean, will definitely change. But then you said something that pretty much excited me and it's definitely going to form my next question, which is, I mean, how do you believe or do you see some sort of relationship between energy efficiency and the decarbonization process at the moment? Um, yes. So I was watching CNN yesterday or the first day. Of course, I've been seeing the news. I've been seeing the reports, IEA, IEA reports and all those organizations. But CNN was able to put more light on it yesterday. And I, or maybe I was able to pay more attention. That last year was the hottest year in the world, in the history of the world. Wow. Yeah, so if somebody thinks it's, it's, not, it's not their money or anything, it's our environment. It's our environment. It's we see the weather changing. We see the weather pattern changing. Climate change. We 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 see last year the total world average temperature increase was about one point two degrees centigrade. So we we are we are heating up the planet the more. It's our planet, and we need to take action. We need to embrace all forms of alternative energy that we can that can reduce the the, the 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 emissions that we're releasing we need to i'm grateful for working with a company like 
Coca-Cola that pays a lot of attention to this. And that's why if you notice Coca-Cola, especially Coca-Cola and Hellenic Bottling Company, they've been winning the, the, the sustainability uh, index at the London Stock Exchange because we, we take action. The, 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 the company takes action. The company pays attention to every energy that it uses and how, how many CO2 that it emits. So you see this, and these reports are not just reports. These are things that are monitored across all levels of the organization. And that also mm -hmm. shows you management commitment. And so apart from management commitment for organizations, we also need commit political commitment from governments, which I'm glad the president of my country, President Muhammad Buhari, also signed. With Nigeria is a part of the COP, the COP, the Climate Change Accord, where we should also go beyond just signing this um, this um, policies or accord and ensure that it is enforced. And at times, I don't believe it's about polit policing or punishing people. It's more about education. It's more about creating content that we can share with people, that we can make them understand why we are doing what we do. All right. I mean, that pretty much shines some sort of light on that because... I mean, you, you would think that, oh, energy efficiency just stops at just your house or your management process or your industrial process. But thinking of, okay, it now goes beyond the fact that, okay, if I actually use less of this, I would not be emitting that much. And indirectly, it's also reducing the carbon I'm actually pushing out to the environment. So that pretty much does it. So um, this kind of sums up the whole conversation I have. But then before I let you go, I would like for you to at least list five practices that everyone should get started on to becoming an, to becoming energy efficient. Okay. We need to improve our lighting or retrofit our lighting. How do we do that? Uh, we, of course, we spend a lot of time today discussing light. So if you are using the old type of lights, there is need for us to retrofit to get... LED lights or energy saving lights. And so it's expensive. <laughs> it's it's we we can do we can carry out a cost. Um, and like I said earlier, those other bulbs they, they they heat up the room. It means you are spending more money on cooling for that room. Those bulbs also don't last. LEDs can last more than five years. They don't. Wow. They, they are yeah. They are low maintenance. These other lights are high maintenance. They provide heat. LEDs don't give. They don't heat up the room. So you can look at the if it's about the cost. I can prove that it's it's more cost effective to use LEDs than to use the old types of light. Um, we also need to replace high energy consuming efficient um, uh, equipment with better energy efficient one. Now let's go back to the cost angle. You may not replace it. Now, but when you want to buy a new one, you could see governments are now encouraging there's five-star rating on equipment, there's five-star rating on home appliances. This is to show that they are very they are high energy efficient equipment. So you may not replace them until they go bad. But when you if you have a policy that okay, when I'm buying this the new one or the latest equipment, it will save it must be the one that saves energy or that uses less energy. Uh, of course, another thing that we need to also pay attention to is our water system. We need to use water more efficiently, and also okay. yes, yeah, so we need to use water more efficiently because 
whether you like it or not, there's there is energy costs for power. You need to I mean, for water rather. You 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 produce the water, you pump the water, you supply the water, you store the water, you heat the water. So if we use water more efficiently, we also reduce the cost of energy and of course global impact. I think I've mentioned four or five. How many now? You mentioned three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on track over it. You okay, but there's, there's another one that we can that, that that just comes to mind. That's the embrace of daylight. Um, uh -huh. yeah, the sun is free. The daylight is free. Why don't you embrace it? So, um, this this reduces your lighting bill by about fifty percent because during the day you do not need to to to, to touch. Um, you you get direct daylight. So that's that's another one. Um, for those who, who, who use um, cooling or heating equipment, there is need for um, proper maintenance. Um, of course, we know for air conditioning, if the filters are not serviced, the efficiency drops. So, um, air maintenance also improve, helps energy efficiency because when the equipment are maintained, you have them working at optimum so i think i've done five yeah you have and i'm grateful i didn't think you're actually going to <laughs> but it's okay all right um see honestly speaking i have learned from this most of the water part because i mean how would water tie down to energy efficiency mm -hmm. but you broke it down to the layman's understanding and i'm definitely sure that every other person listening will be able to take something from this um going further when this goes out i'm definitely would i would definitely add up so for example he talked about the power rating the, the the energy star rating rather for those that have no idea what that is we would put out a picture of what it looks like on our social media pages so you go out there in terms of looking for appliances so look out okay. for those because they are pretty really important because you think that oh the ones that don't have it are way cheaper and sometimes they're actually way cheaper than the ones that have the energy star rating but yes. what do you pay when it comes to your bill yeah. yes so you will pay. let me see if <laughs> i can touch on that you would pay on the long run it's, okay. it, 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 most of the time energy efficient products are maybe 20 30 percent higher than the ones that are not energy efficient but right. i can tell you from scenarios that we've implemented the payback on that energy efficient product is within six to 12 months. So okay. you, you get your cost back. You, 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 so you, you, you may, the procurement cost may be high, but the maintenance cost is low. The energy cost is low. That is really, very, very critical. The energy cost is low. So. All right, then. Thank you very much for having us here for bracing and actually giving us your time because I'm definitely sure this is after work hours and you have to stay back to stay with us. So I'm grateful for that. So before I end this, I would like to say something. I'd like to reiterate something that he said. He mentioned that what you cannot measure, you cannot manage. So I would leave this conversation with that. So thank you very much for having us, Mr. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you. Yeah.
I hope you enjoyed that conversation and learned something new. And since we're all staying home now, I hope you become more conscious about how much energy you use and you don't get lazy and just leave all everything on. Because I know some places have their electricity bill kind of waived during the coronavirus period, but uh, let's do it as be responsible with how we use energy. So I hope you've learned a lot from this. Thank you so much. I hope everybody stays safe. We would have another episode this week, either on Thursday or on Friday. And I look forward to sharing that with you. So uh, take care, everybody. This episode was produced by yours truly. The host for the episode was Jennifer Anya. And thank you to Jensen for the music used in this episode. <laughs>